Are you done medicating and guessing your way through the exhaustion, pain and irritability caused by menstrual cycle and digestive health issues? Sophie Shepard, founder of She, will help you go from symptom-ridden and confused to finally having clarity about how your menstrual cycle works and confidence in your health strategy in just 10 days. If you are ready to stop living with painful, heavy, irregular, or non-existent periods, no energy, brain fog, anxiety, and digestive issues, then check out the 10-Day Digestive and Hormone Reboot at SheTalksHealth.com. Welcome to She Talks Health with Sophie Shepard. Today's woman has a lot of questions about their health and lifestyle choices. But where can you get the right answers? The answer is here and the time is now. Here is your host, Sophie Shepard. Welcome back, ladies, to the She Talks Health Podcast. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, menstrual health coach and women's health advocate. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at She Talks Health. As always, please feel free to DM me. My door is always, always open for you to talk all about your period. And today I have an amazing colleague and friend of mine on the show. And we are going to be talking all about the gut hormone connection because I know, and so does my guest, how connected the gut and the hormones are. And most of the women that DM me, even if they're messaging me about their hormones, they're also dealing with things like acid reflux, pain in the gut, um, you know, bloating, all sorts of gut issues, but they might've felt like it was just kind of normal. Well, we're here to tell you it's not normal. You don't have to live with it and it could be affecting your hormones and your menstrual cycle. So I am so excited to have Kyleen to her in here. She is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, just like me. She's also a wife, a mom, and a dog owner and a cat owner and a foodie. And she's also like me, um, into the arts. So I was a former stage manager on in theater and she is a former opera singer turned health nerd. And she actually runs a virtual health coaching practice who working with women who struggle with chronic digestive symptoms. So she covers the gut stuff. I cover the menstrual health stuff and we are going to be talking to you guys about how these two things are connected. So Kylie welcome to She Talks Health. Thank you, Sophie. Anytime I get to have a health conversation with you, it's always so much fun. So I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it is. We have such a similar mission to empower women and on this health journey. And I know that you've been through your whole health journey as well. And it's such an incredible story of resilience and just coming back from such crazy, crazy things with your health. Would you mind just giving us maybe the five minute version, which is always hard for us to talk about our health. Cause I know there's so many like ups and downs, but you've been through a whole lot. Can you share with us like how you got into ser- serving this uh, group of women on their gut health? Why, why are you doing this work? What happened uh, for you that made this so, so important for you to do? Yeah. So the five minute version um, is that in 2015, I had a complete physical crash And um, that was precipitated by, I think, a lot of things. When I look back on my health history, and that's what we do, right, as on, like, as ever learners, and now as as teachers, and um, I keep looking back and kind of figuring out little different pieces that fit into the puzzle. But really, the most dramatic thing was um, in 2015, where I had what I consider to be like a two-week chronic panic attack 
full of insomnia. I couldn't sleep. I was crying all day, every day. I had intrusive, really, really scary, intrusive thoughts that were just not normal for me. And it was just really um, one of the scariest times of my life. I went to the doctor twice during that period. The first time I was like, man, if I could just get some sleeping pills, you know, it'll help. <laughs> if you can rest, uh, it, it helps you view life better, right? And we know that you basically go crazy when you don't get enough sleep. And I, here I am going on, you know, <laughs> like no sleep and, and I'm exhausting myself by crying all the time and the stress levels are through the roof. And it was just an unbelievably scary time. So the sleeping pills didn't really help that much. I go back a second time and she's like, hey, um, all I can really do for you is offer an antidepressant. And I was like, I'm not depressed. Like I know myself, I know my body, like that's not what's happening right now. I had started getting into the world of nutrition and functional medicine and really just like by reading books and listening to bloggers and podcasters. And so there were a couple things like in my mind and one of them was wondering if I should get my hormones tested. And so I asked my doctor, I said, um, you know, do you think I should get my hormones tested? And she said, well, if you're cycling normally, like I don't see any reason for it. So what ended up being one of the most helpful things I could possibly do, testing my hormones at this time when I was experiencing such extreme anxiety, my doctor didn't even see as a viable option for me. So I left that, op that office um, basically with no hope. Um, I remember sitting across the table from my husband, we went to lunch and I just cried because he, it was so scary for me that I didn't want to be by myself. And so he would take days off work. My mom would come and spend time with me. I was literally becoming like a burden and it was very overwhelming and upsetting to me because this is not <laughs> how I saw my life going, you know, in my late twenties. And, um, so I ultimately decided to follow my gut, which is one thing that I think, and I, I know you believe this as well. we really, as women need to follow our intuition um, and stop suppressing it, um, which we are prone to do as we get older. And so I decided at that time, I mean, I really had nothing to lose, no other options, uh, to follow my gut. And so I went and got hormone testing from someone that would do it. it happened to be the Dutch test actually. So lucky me that it started off really good. Such an amazing <laughs> test. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, it showed me that um, my hormones were crazy. My, um, my progesterone was like postmenopausal level. And if your progesterone is like super, super high or super, super low, you're going to feel crazy, like flat, like plain and simple, like that you're going to feel like a crazy person. So um, because of that, I was able to address that in the moment and get some support physically right away. That was really the stepping stone for me. I am a very curious person. I'm an avid learner. Um, I'm also a little bit of a control freak. And so I wanted to take complete control of my health. Um, I wanted to know what was happening. And I also wanted to know what I could do to make sure it never, ever, ever happened again to me ever again in my life. So that really spurred me on to learn, 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 learn. I um, ended up becoming an online um fitness coach. And then from there, I became a personal trainer. And then all the while kind of continuing to search and learn. And I wanted more. I wanted more. As I did this personal training, people would come up to me. And I knew as I continued to learn and as I continued to work on my own body, I knew that the typical answer of eat less, exercise more is not what these women needed. And that in fact, it might hurt them more and put them in more of a stress state. 
Um, and so I was like, man, I need another certification. I need to like get more education. I need to learn how to help these people in a deeper way. And so that's how I found FDN. I actually went through an online hormone program and one of the women in there was an FDN and I learned so much about my body, so much about my cycle, so much about like what I could do with nutrition and lifestyle to support my body. And I was like, you know, I want to know what these women know. And so I started researching. I found the FDN certification that fit for me perfectly. Cause again, I like to know, I don't like to guess. And so the testing that we're able to, to do was really, really attractive to me. And so I went through that. And one of the great things about the certification, as you know, is you become the patient as you be, as you are also the student. And so I got to run the labs on myself and continue to work on my health, which at that point had been a two or three year process already. And I just really started uncovering all these gut health issues. And I had multiple parasites. I had H. pylori and just things started to click with me. And I started to understand that while the initial support that I got um, from this, I guess you could call it a clinic, from this clinic um, for my hormones, which was basically bioidentical progesterone, um, was very helpful in the moment. And I needed that absolutely to <laughs> literally rescue me. Um, I started to learn, man, if I don't address my gut health, um, then this is going to be a long-term thing for me. And it really is a whole package. I need to address inflammation. I need to address sleep. I need to address lifestyle. Um, I had already like dialed in and was super committed to nutrition and I'm continually trying to, um, you know, work on that. And so that's really where it started for me. I became an FDN. I always practice what I preach. It started with my own journey. And now basically I'm on a mission to like make sure that that never happens to other women. And just through the process, I really started to learn how much the gut matters. I went into it completely with the goal of learning about hormones and I just got obsessed with gut health because it impacts literally everything. So especially your hormones as well. And, and that's something I learned through the process. So then I was just like, well, if, if the gut is like ground zero, <laughs> then let's start there and let's focus on it and let's love it and let's nourish it. And let's like learn how to hack it. So that's kind of that's what got me started. Hmm. Such a beautiful story. And I've heard it before, obviously, but I just love you explaining this because I think so many women can relate to all of the steps along the process. And I am just like you. I felt the same way. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like uh, all this stuff that I didn't know about my body, how come no one ever taught me this? Okay. I want to learn more. And that that's the greatest thing about being an FDN and, and having access to the testing and being able to continuously support your body. And it's funny because, you know, I went into FDN with total gut health hell. I mean, just the worst. Um, but I ended up focusing more on hormones because I was just seeing how many women were really like in the dark about their menstrual cycle, about, you know, what is a healthy period and how to get it to normalize and regulate. So I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you and empower and educate women about why the gut is so important for our hormones. And I guess that's, let's start with maybe, you know, the gut um, and how, how it can start to have issues specifically around like leaky gut, because this is a phrase that I think people are hearing now more often. Like when I was, you know, quote, diagnosed with leaky gut eight years ago, no one knew what that was. Right. Um, and now I feel like more and more people are messaging me like, yeah, so I think I have leaky gut. And so, <laughs> you know, and so, um, 
if this is new for you, ladies, Kylene's going to explain it and why it can start to impact other parts of the body. And then I'll follow up too with how it, you know, connects to the hormones. We'll just kind of have this conversation back and forth. So let's just start with like leaky gut since it's kind of round zero, pretty much I think we're understanding now that everyone has a level of leaky gut. It's just like how prevalent it is and how it's affecting the rest of the body. So, yeah, I think everybody does get it at some point to some extent, like you said, for some people, like I'll give my husband as an example. Um, Some people are, you might have it in in certain situations where, you know, they go and uh, you know, they drink a little bit extra that weekend or they celebrate a little more, they eat a little more sugar, whatever it is and they have a little more permeability, and then they recover very quickly. Um, And there are so many different reasons that this can happen. You know, their genetics are really good. Their stress levels are low. They get awesome sleep. They get, you know, plenty of movement. Like, basically, they're just healthy, non-stressed. They have coping mechanisms, whatever it is. They're they're just healthy, right? Then there are people like me. (laughs) And me. Like, darn those people. Kylie and I have had this conversation so many times where we're like, don't you hate it when you have a client who just, like, does one thing and then they're like they're perfect and, and she and I are like yeah like eight years later we're <laughs> no yeah yeah uh, well we love it when we have those clients we do like, oh, with one one simple step that's amazing yeah but um yeah it's hard because um a lot of people are in the boat that we are and that is you know we have specific genetic traits that just mean that we have to be more vigilant or um you know maybe we've had a lot of stressors or traumas in our lives or you know for whatever reason bad previous habits, I can list off about 20 different things that I have done in my life that accumulated to create the exact situation um, that I ended up in in 2015. And then ultimately, we didn't even talk about this in my, my little intro, but ultimately led to cancer in 2019. And so to me, when I look back, I'm like, well, yeah, 100%, all these things contributed. But where does that start? Well, when you look at if you sort of reverse engineer disease, and, and let's take cancer because that's what I had last year. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. And you take cancer, but you can say heart disease, adrenal fatigue, hypothyroidism, whatever it is that you're struggling with. And you say, well, what underlies every single disease? Well, chronic systemic inflammation. And a lot of times it starts with this real slow trickle, this really small, um, seemingly, you know, not important inflammation. Well, okay, so you kind of have to use the engineering principle where you ask the question why like five times. Well, okay, so why did this happen? Well, there was a lot of inflammation in the body. Well, why is there inflammation in the body? Like, where does that come from? Well, a lot of the times it starts in the gut. Well, why does it start in the gut? Like, what's happening to cause this inflammation? Well, that's the, that's the question that Sophie and I help our clients uncover and start working on ourselves because there's so many things that can fall under the umbrella of stress and stress is what causes that inflammation. That can be anything from mental, emotional stress. Yes. So a lot of people can experience mental or emotional traumas. Like divorce is a, is a great example. I went through divorce in 2010 and it was very traumatic for a lot of reasons. That's an extreme stressor on your life and on your body. Mental, emotional stress can be huge. Physical stress. Um, so for example, uh, gut permeability is increased after people do, um, uh, extreme physical endurance things like running marathons or, you know, uh, working out really, really hard and, th- and doing hit uh, training and things like that. 
Um, it can be physical stressors. And this is where we really dig into the testing and, and figure out, okay, well, what is what are these hidden stressors that we can't identify immediately in your lifestyle? And those are things like parasites and bacteria, yeast, heavy metals, hormone imbalances, all these different things that cause stress and inflammation in your body. And what I found um, a lot of times when you're working on um, the gut health and inflammation is that by the time people are probably coming to work with us, there is like 100% there's going to be some level of gut dysbiosis and inflammation, right? And so typically, food sensitivities are pretty big. And if food sensitivities exist, so does gut dysbiosis with the bacteria. And a lot of times, if there's one, there's the other because they create this perfect environment. So if somebody has a yeast overgrowth, you probably are going to have some level of food sensitivities. If you have food sensitivities and you already know that, you're probably going to have some level of gut dysbiosis. And here's the thing I always like to really reiterate to people because I get a lot of women calling in and their main, the things that they have tried, this is very common, the things that they have primarily tried in the past to fix all of these issues, whatever they are, whatever the list is, is nutrition and exercise. And that's good. And that's fine, except that when things get imbalanced to a certain level, nutrition is can't fix it. So absolutely. This what I huge. view nutrition as being extremely important because it's food and or fuel, excuse me, and information for your body to behave in a certain way. And it can turn genes on and it can turn genes off and it can feed the good or bad bacteria. And so it is extremely important. I'm not discounting it at all. And it is what I feel like really helps your body stay in what I call maintenance mode when all these things are addressed and kind of, kind of helps you stay healthy. If you are at the point where you're experiencing all these issues, maybe you have a disease state, maybe you have leaky gut, whatever, then um, nutrition isn't enough. And that's where the testing comes in. So to answer the question, though, because this is a really roundabout answer. That's okay. Leaky we'll gut is it's just gut permeability and it's caused by all these things that I just mentioned. And literally it is where it um, permeates the cell lining in your gut, in your GI tract. And it can do that by um, actually damaging the cells themselves, or it can do that by opening the tight junctions that hold the cells together. Either way, it's not a good situation when it's done over and over and over again. Cause the amazing thing about our bodies, and this is, I'm, I'm sure you do this in your podcast a lot as you reiterate, our bodies are meant to heal. They're made to heal. They're amazing. They're designed so, it's just a, such a cool thing. Our GI tract repairs itself and we have like a new one like every three to seven days. That is if everything's working correctly. However, for most people, especially if you're experiencing symptoms, we're bombarding it with stressors at a rate that is faster than it can repair. So if we're bombarding it with stressors at a rate that is faster than it can repair, then there's damage. And that's where leaky gut comes in. And the reason leaky gut is a problem and the reason it's connected to inflammation and the reason it's a precursor for disease is because when you have gut permeability, then the whole purpose of the gut, which is to keep toxins out of your bloodstream, is gone. So then toxins and undigested particles and chemicals and all these things that we do not want getting past this physical barrier, get past this physical barrier, it activates your immune system, which is like the backup system, which is amazing. And it's also super cool and it grabs things and it flushes them out and it keeps inflammation low. But again, when it's done at a rate that is too fast for our bodies to keep up or your immune system is triggered for a long period of time, it becomes this low grade systemic chronic inflammation and we start to see problems. By the time you've seen 
a symptom. This has been going on for days, weeks, months, years. Kyleen, thank you so much for giving us such a robust answer to that question. And I, um, I'm going to go back into it a little bit in case someone's like literally never heard of this because it might be like, wait, that sounds exactly like me, but I want to make sure I completely understand it. So what Kyleen said at the end there is really, really vital. The job of the digestive system specifically in the small intestine is to keep out toxins and also to allow nutrients to pass through for absorption and utilization in the body. So we're, it's like a multi-purpose thing. And if you're a visual person, I know Kylie and I are, um, one of the things that someone said to me when I had leaky gut was like, if you think of your, of your, the cells in your, the lining of your gut as one cell thick, which they are, you could think of it as like saran wrap. You know, like saran wrap keeps stuff out, right? But then like if there's a toothpick that comes along and starts poking holes in it, all of a sudden you're going to have like bugs and whatever growing inside your food. So that's like quite literally what happens in the, in the, in the toothpick in this sense is all the things that Kylene just went through. So mental, emotional stress, overdoing it with exercise, you know, like antibiotics, birth control, um, you know, um, NSAIDs, you know, um, all sorts of things can cause this kind of like alcohol can cause leaky gut. And the reason why some people recover and some don't, it's just maybe genetics or just they, you know, maybe they have other things dialed in. Like she said, you know, like if you're sleeping really well and you're managing your stress and then you have, you know, a glass of alcohol, your gut might recover a lot faster than someone else who's like completely burnt out and just like not doing well overall. So our bodies really truly are amazing and regenerative as Kylene mentioned. Um, but we have to like also give them a second. We have to give our body a moment to recover. And I'd love to go to the next step here, which is like what happens after the holes are poked and you, you started to get into this. So the immune system's held in the gut and this is what can happen is you're constantly getting attacked, right? And so your immune system starts to activate. And can you kind of talk about how that then can cause this inflammation throughout the body? It's like, you know, why that's a problem. Well, yes, it's, um, <laughs> it's a like autoimmune too, I think. Would be yeah, a it's a problem. Well, that's a, that's the perfect example, actually. So leaky gut is one of three things that has to be in alignment at the same time for an autoimmune disease to actually happen. So for example, you can have like the genetic predisposition to have Crohn's um, and not get Crohn's because um, you protect your gut and you eat really a certain way and your stress is low and all this kind of stuff and, and you deactivate that gene, so to speak. Um, it, let's say, okay, you activate the gene, you're really, really stressed. Well, if your diet is like super perfect and you don't have leaky gut, it's still not gonna develop. You have to have environmental triggers, genetic predisposition, and gut permeability all at the same time for an autoimmune disease to develop. And that's because when you have gut permeability, it's constantly stimulating the immune system because it's that backup. So if, you're, if your physical uh, barrier isn't doing its job because it's, it's literally getting um, damaged and you're creating holes in this one cell layer lining, <laughs> which is like, if you think about it, it's just crazy. It's amazing how well it works, actually. Um, Completely. I always think that too. It's like, wait a second, really yeah. one cell thickness there? What? Cool. This is crazy. It's such an important job. I know. It's so cool. And, um, and, and probably it works so well because they, um, you know, they are fast replicating. So they get, they get damaged and they replace. But, but again, when we do it, um, you know, we bombard them constantly. You think about, you know, uh, you know, war, you know, even 
castles that are, you know, extremely fortified, the walls can come down with the right uh, tools, right? So, um, so then it, then your immune system activates and there's, um, lots of different types of immune system cells and, um, a lot that you'll see on like food sensitivities tests or things like that are, um, are immune system reactions that will tag these toxins, these chemicals, these foods, and basically go to war against them. And um, so you'll see things called antigens coming up on these different tests that basically shows this is your body's immune system reacting to this, what it considers a foreign invader. Its goal is to basically make it not dangerous um, and start circulating in your blood system. You don't want these things getting into your blood and, and streaming everywhere. You want to be captured and kind of flushed out of your body. Um, but the whole physiological process of things getting through the cell layer and your immune system activating can actually cause a lot of inflammation like in that area. Just even the process of this happening can be inflammatory. Um, so there's a whole uh, layer of systems that comes in place where different immune sy system cells are activated and um, then other signals are sent from cells to calm down inflammation to um, sort of um, finish the process. So inflammation can be good in some situations as long as the uh, signals are sent to calm it down. But even that takes so much energy. And so things like... Um, Things like uh, curcumin or um, fish oil, for example, is used, um, EDA, uh, DHA and um, the fish oil uh, components yeah. are actually signals that are sent in this process to calm down inflammation. So, you know, there's the whole part of, well, you might not be absorbing all your nutrients. And if you don't have enough of those to be like sent out, well, then the inflammation really gets out of hand because you don't even have the nutrients in your body to calm it down um, when your body mm. sends the right signals, even if it is sending the right signals. <laughs> so it just gets all out of hand. And that's kind of how the inflammation happens. It becomes a cascade. It becomes chronic. And then, and then you start to see symptoms, joint pain, digestive issues, hormone imbalances, whatever. That's such a good explanation. And um, something I learned this year that I thought was so interesting and like I kind of already understood it, but I just thought it's such a great way of explaining it. It's this idea of like loss of oral tolerance, loss of self-tolerance and loss of like chemical tolerance. And this is from um, the doc uh, Dr. Karazian's work, who's one of the um, leaders of like gut health um, in, in the world. And he was talking about how when this process, this immune process that you just explained goes on, the immune system is either going to start inappropriately tagging food. So it's like you lose oral tolerance to food. So like you could have, a, I mean, I had, I've had food sensitivities to spinach and kale, you know, like two of the healthiest foods out there, but my body thought they were something that you needed to attack they and get, then they get caught up in the cascade so to speak right they get caught up you, like you said and um and then this like loss of um um self tolerance so that's like autoimmune so when this caught when this massive inflammation is going on you're not getting the nutrients like Kylene said um and you're not being able to like kind of squelch the inflammation or heal and seal the gut like we always talk about with with leaky gut it can cause autoimmune issues like it did with me i developed hashimotos which is autoimmunity of the thyroid um and, and then you can also like lose sensitivity or you can, you can become overly sensitive to chemicals. So this is like, if you can't be in a room with scents and smells or you're very sensitive to all of those chemicals. So this is like just a widespread inflammatory process, like Kylene said, and you can see how this might start to impact 
your menstrual cycle, Mm -hmm. I think is probably a good segue. And like, I have some thoughts on this, but Kylie, like, I'm curious when you, you know, when you went through your process with a low progesterone, you know, was it ever explained to you why that happens, uh, happened to you? Mm -mm. Oh no, Mm -mm. no. Everything I ended up learning about this was through my own research pretty much. Um, I learned a lot when I went through the online course, which was like a year after my crash. Um, but when I initially got, um, got the, the support for it, the, the acute (laughs) saving. No, there was no uh, real information about lifestyle or stress or anything like that. Um, but you know, as I went along my journey and kind of figured it out, like I said earlier, I mean, name a stressor, I probably had it emotional, physical, chemical, um, everything antibiotics. I had multiple UTIs used antibiotics for them. Um, yeah, I used aluminum deodorant for years. In fact, I would even look at the deodorant bottle to make sure it was like the highest aluminum because that's the antiperspirant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I, yeah. Toxic. Sugar, um, caffeine. I mean, everything that could be a stressor to my body. I'd done it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was the same way. I, I had, I was on birth control. I was taking lots of Tylenol. I was um, I had uh, antiperspirant that had <laughs> aluminum in it. I was using, you know, cooking with things that probably had heavy metals in it. I was drinking water that wasn't filtered. I mean, definitely not eating organic. Like, you know, there's just like a kind of a long list, which can be a little overwhelming maybe if you're like at the beginning of that. But just know that like Kylene and I have been on this journey for a long time. So we didn't just like all of a sudden you know, drain our bank accounts to get like a, a water filter and buy all organic and all these things overnight. You know, we, we made these changes over time and they all start to release like the stones of the heavy backpack that is stress on your body. So um, I'd love to maybe think since we just talked about how this inflammation can affect the body, um, would it be all right if I kind of explained how this connects into like the menstrual cycle? Yeah, do it. All right, cool. So ladies, this, um, this is our like big connection here. There's a few, there's a, a few different ways this works. So like in terms of developing autoimmunity, like this massive inflammation throughout the body ca- can cause in and of itself, irregular cycles, missing cycles and heavy cycles. And the reason that this is, is the case is because like Kylene mentioned, like inflammation can go literally anywhere and you might have a genetic reason why it goes to your ovaries or your uterus. Like I had a genetic predisposition predisposition for Hashimoto's and the thyroid irregularity. So this can cause um, too much inflammation. So, you know, there's good inflammation, I think Kylene mentioned, and there's bad inflammation or there's, there's like kind of this chronic low level inflammation. And that's the stuff we really don't want, like Kylene mentioned. And when you think about the ovulation process and the menstrual cycle, the bleeding cycle, part of your cycle, excuse me, those are both actually inflammatory. Like to ovulate, your egg has to literally burst out of a cell. Like it has to burst out. That causes inflammation. The problem becomes when there's too much of that chronic low-level inflammation that you start to feel the pain or the heavy cycles and all of those things. So we want to um, make sure that we are kind of getting rid of that low level chronic inflammation and also not just getting rid of it with things like curcumin and, and, you know, DHA, like Kylene said, that's part of the, 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 
the process, right? So this is where she was saying, you know, nutrition isn't the only thing because you could be eating turmeric that has curcumin in it and you could be having fish that has like the fish oils. But if you're not dealing with like the leaky gut and dealing with kind of resolving that inflammation, you're, you could probably have issues for a long time. So how this like can also influence into the cycle, specifically if you're listening with and you have Hashimoto's um, or a thyroid issue, is like the thyroid, if it's hypothyroidism, will cause your entire body system to slow down and start to malfunction in a metabolic way. So too little thyroid hormone can cause like stagnation. So think heavy cycles. It can also cause irregular cycles, um, cause difficulty getting pregnant. Um, I think womenhealth.gov actually had a statistic a while back that said 50% of women with Hashi's had trouble getting pregnant um, because of these irregularities in, in the cycle. And I think that that is probably, you know, the thing that is most prevalent here. There's a couple other things we're going to talk about, like poop in a second. Um, but the, infl- the inflammation in and of itself, just dealing with that because you might, your root cause of um, period related issues might be inflammation. And again, inflammation is caused by um, problems in the gut and specifically around leaky gut and all the additional issues that can come from that, like food sensitivities and parasites and, and things like that. So that's kind of how it links in with some of your hormonal symptoms you might be experiencing. Did I miss anything, Kylene? <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about poop because we <laughs> both love to talk about it and it's super, super important when we're talking about gut health. Um, can you kind of explain to us what it would look like to have a normal bowel um, and also what to do or, yeah, what to do when things start to go awry? Like, how do you know that something's off and then what do you do about it? Yeah, so um, people have a real misconception about what a healthy poop is and how frequently it should be done. <laughs> and I can't really um, talk about it enough. When you, when you have any sort of inflammation or um, imbalance in the body or experiencing any symptoms, like one of the first things that you have to start with is, um, is this part of detoxification, which is getting these things out of your body. And if you're not pooping, it can cause so many problems so many problems. And so um, what you want to be looking for is that you have a minimum of one good bowel movement every single day. So if you Google it, a lot of times constipation is defined as, um, you know, if you're going three or less times a week, which is ridiculous. First of all, if you're not going, yeah, first of all, if you're not going every single day, you're constipated, you're mildly constipated, Um, if you are not stimulated to go within the first hour of waking up. Um, So if you are up and moving around and you've had some water and you don't need to go to the bathroom, then you might want to be looking at some things. Um, Now, as long as you're going once a day, maybe it's in the afternoon, you, you might still be okay. But the goal is to wake up and within about 30 minutes have a really good bowel movement and feel empty. And this should be happening very, very consistently. Um, You should also, it should not be hard to pass. It should not be difficult to push. Um, So you want to find this balance between, um, you know, a lot of people I think feel like a lumpy log is uh, okay uh, because it's formed, right? It's not diarrhea. 
Um, and that is okay, um, but even that is just the littlest bit trending towards um, like constipation. Like you might not have enough water, you might be a little stressed, um, you might be eating the wrong things, whatever. Um, it's okay as long as it's not uncomfortable, but that's still not like the ideal. If you're looking the ideal, it's, it's long, it's not like breaking apart like diarrhea, but it's softer, um, it's, there's no discomfort, and like one person even said it should be the length of your forearm, which is kind of interesting to me, <laughs> yeah, because um, we were probably looking at it as, oh my gosh, it's so loose and it's like diarrhea, but because um, we're so not used to that, right? Right. Um, but it should be long, formed, comfortable, and very, very regular, at least a minimum of once a day, preferably within 30 minutes to an hour of waking up. Yes. So if you notice that this is not you, there are so many things that you can do. First of all, um, make sure when you wake up in the morning, you immediately drink a lot of water, like one to two full glasses of water. Um, you have to stay hydrated, first of all, throughout the day, of course, but at night, your body does a lot of detoxifying processes, and you get a little bit dehydrated at night. So there's kind of a, a multiple reasons that you want to hydrate up front immediately in the morning with a lot of water, and that is to help the body flush out the toxins that it's already sort of accumulated and marked for excretion, and then also to rehydrate after you've been in bed for 10 to 12 hours or however long you know you haven't had water. Um, so you want to do that, and that should help stimulate. If you get up and move around and drink a lot of water, that should do it. Um, there's also things that you can do if you trend towards constipation. You can eat three to six dried prunes a day. It's actually quite effective. Um, and, of course, I would always recommend looking into food sensitivities if you haven't gone gluten-free. I had someone one time that, like, basically that was – she's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe what an impact just that one thing had. Um, everybody's a little different. But for some people, it might be constipation. For other people, it might be acne. Go gluten-free. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard her probably already say that – it. <laughs> yeah, we we are actually I'm having Whitney Morgan, who's also an FDN um, mentor, actually come on the show and talk about gluten. So stay tuned for that next month, um, because it is a really important topic. And it can just one little simple thing like that can impact your whole hormone system, your whole gut system. Absolutely. Okay, were, were there other things you want to add there if you're constipated? Yeah, I'm not honestly too much of a stickler with a lot of different foods. But that is a non-negotiable one for me and my clients mm -hmm. because it's so, yeah, it'll, it'll wreak havoc. So ditch that. Um, dairy can be problematic too for some people. It just sort of depends. But yeah, definitely look, looking into your nutrition. Keep it simple, you guys. Like if you haven't started with the basics of hydration and fiber um, and, and eliminating things that are known inflammatories like gluten, just start there. Mm, and let's talk about fiber. So when you say fiber, we're, we're, we're talking about leafy green vegetables. Um, we're not talking about Metamucil. Yeah, we're not talking about Metamucil. Um, so, you know, I mean, let's talk about the fiber a little bit because I think people are like, I let's don't do it. know what that means. How much should I get? You know, yeah. and like, then you hear, oh, well, you should have 25 to 35 grams. And then they're like, well, what does that even mean? Because it's just an arbitrary number. So yeah. in terms of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, how are we getting enough? And maybe snacks, how are we getting this fiber in? Health so the recommended day. daily allowance, like you just mentioned, for women is 25 grams of fiber a day, but um, most women don't even hit that amount. So the bare minimum that we're supposed to get, most people in the United States are not getting. Um, in reality, when you look at um, eating a whole 
foods diet that is not comprised of a lot of processed ingredients, ideally, some people will even recommend anywhere from 50 to 100 and maybe even 150 grams, but somewhere between like 50 and 100 grams a day. So let's just go on the low end of the healthy recommendations that is 50 grams a day. That's more than, that's double the daily recommended allowance and most people aren't even getting the daily recommended allowance. And also so, just to like jump in there because like I feel like the RDA, the recommended daily allowance on anything. That's for like not dying. What'd you say? <laughs> That's daily recommended allowances are like so that you don't die. They're I was not, just going to say, it's like, so you don't get rickets and it's so yeah. it's, you don't like, so basically this kind of ties into like the whole medical system that we live in the United States is like, um, it's not really preventative or optimizing. It's really more like, um, so you don't die. So you don't get a disease yeah. that can be treated. It's death prevention, not health optimization. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's and that's not, not to like, you know, shit on like anybody or like what they believe. It's just true. So it's just like you, I mean, <laughs> this isn't to make any, this isn't to offend anyone. It's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. It's not really like to offend anyone. It's just really to think about like how, and like you, I guess you got, you know, what Kylie and I always do is try to empower. So it's like, you really have a choice. Like it's not like for us to judge or anyone to judge, like if you're going to get 25 or you're going to get 50 grams of fiber in a day, right? Like that's not what it's about. It's really we more. Just know that if you're listening to this, you want better health. Right. And so like our goal is prioritizing your health and that just takes more effort. And we know that if you're listening to this, you're wanting that information. Right. And it's about, like you said, it's about optimization. I always say like, I want my clients to get an A plus in their health because that's why they're hiring me. So they can feel amazing. Not just like kind of okay. So, okay. So what does like a normal for you, how do you get enough fiber into your day? So I honestly, I don't even track it to be honest. Like when I, I changed my diet, like, um, back in 2012. Um, well, let me, let me mention one other thing. If somebody goes from a regular diet really, really low fiber. And then all of a sudden they're trying to add fiber in. You have to do it. First of all, you have to do it slowly because if you do it too quickly, that alone will constipate you as well. Um, and you also have to increase your water intake. You can't just like cram a crap ton of fiber in your system and then not be drinking water too. Like they both have to increase at the same amount. Okay. So make sure you're drinking a lot of water and eating a lot of fiber. Okay. So what does that look like? Um, vegetables, 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 fruit, fruit, vegetables, fruit, vegetables, fruit. <laughs> so it really just means eating real food. So the, like I try to keep it as simple as possible. So, okay, I'll just give you an example of some stuff that I'm doing. Um, uh, I got these acai bowls um, at Costco of all places, but it's like organic acai bowls. They're really good actually. They have like a little yeah. topping with some coconut. And, um, so I don't even know how much fire that has in there, but I'm telling you the coconut um, flakes probably have some fiber, the fruit in there. It's, um, you know, whole, there's whole fruit chunks in there. There's blended fruit in there. Um, and then trying to get as many vegetables as you can. So like, you know, everybody goes in phases, it's going to be more or less, right? But if you are trying to have vegetables at every single meal, that'll probably do it for you. Mm -hmm. If you're eating root vegetables or anything with the skin on it, any fruit, um, apples, you know, have fiber in them. 
Um, potatoes, sweet potatoes, any sort of vegetables are going to have fiber, not seeds. I mean, basically anything that's not a processed food that's been stripped, because when it's stripped and processed, a lot of the fiber goes away. And so that's probably one of the reasons why you see like these, these processed foods that then have fiber added to them, right? Or that are sold because they have high fiber content or like they'll add things like psyllium husk into them to have fiber or whatever. But basically mm. if you're eating, you know, if you have some fruits throughout the day, if you have vegetables at two or three meals, um, you know, you have some root vegetables and tubers and things like that, you're going to get enough. Yeah. I think I like to keep it simple too. And I love what you just said. Basically in a nutshell, I agree. <laughs> and, yeah. um, yeah, go ahead. And, and for dinners, like, let me just give people an example, because this is a thing that I run into a lot with women is that they think if they're eating a whole foods diet, all of a sudden they have to be Martha Stewart and it's going to be really, really perfect. Yes. And also, it's not. Okay. I'm like the most basic plain Jane, get it done in 30 minutes. It can't be complicated for me to, to, to live this way. Okay. So there's a couple things you can do for dinner that are like super, super easy. I keep a lot of frozen vegetables, first of all. So if you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you're bored, if you haven't meal planned, whatever, Frozen vegetables are usually picked at their peak of freshness. And a lot of people think frozen vegetables are less than, but in reality, if you're getting some organic frozen vegetables, they probably are really nutrient dense and they, ha you know, it's I, fine. I would argue in some cases they might be more nutrient dense than if yes. you were to go out of season and pick a vegetable that had been kind of sitting out for a long time or had to yeah. travel across the country to get to you and now is sitting there, you know, because like if you think about, for example, a strawberry, if it's getting like picked in in California and you live in New York they have to pick it early enough that it's still going to taste good when it gets to you but not be rotted right so it's like they're picking it early um yeah, so you might right. not even get all the nutrients so I and love that because you're getting them like certain ones will be sprayed or whatever to have different colors so you always want to do or to, or to make them look like they ripened mm -hmm. you know what I mean um, so a lot of times, yeah, you want to do organic as much as you can and, and frozen. You're absolutely right. can sometimes even be better. So, so keeping it simple, like, look, you have some, I, I like to stock up. I have a lot of frozen meat. I have a lot of frozen vegetables. If I have not planned anything, I at least know that I can thaw those and have a dinner, right? Um, the other super simple way to make vegetables part of your dinner is just to meal prep a crap ton of them over the weekend. Or another really super easy thing is almost any vegetable, you can soak it in olive oil, salt, pepper, and roast it until it's the doneness that you enjoy eating it at. So, I mean, there's so many different things that literally will take like five minutes, but if it's your goal to incorporate several cups of vegetables every day, it doesn't have to take you a long period of time to do it. And just sort of wrapping that around to why that's so important, fiber is going to help you poop, right? If we're having enough fiber in our diets. And poop, you gotta, you, you have to poop because it's full of hormones that need to be excreted for your body that have already been used and broken down. And they can literally get reabsorbed through your colon walls if they're not excreted. So reused, which can lead to hormone imbalances, toxins, um, uh, microbes, they're exoskeletons, so literally dead gut bugs are uh, well, about 60% of your poop actually. Um, so we got to get those things out because if dead gut bugs are just floating around, they can make you feel really, really bad and toxic. And so we got to flush these things out. So yes, lots of vegetables. Yes, I love talking about dead gut bugs. I know you guys are like just probably squealing over there because we talk about this all the time, but you probably are like, oh no, what is she talking about? But it's true. Yet again, dropping knowledge. And just to dive in a little bit and connecting this back to your, your period, um, if you are someone who is dealing with 
endometriosis, PCOS, um, PMS, PMDD, um, really any estrogen dominance. Uh, this is super, super key. And one of the tests that Kyleen and I run is um, a GI maps. And in the GI maps, there's a marker called beta-glucuronidase. And this marker tells us whether or not you're basically getting your toxins and your hormones out. And um, if it's elevated, usually it's indicated because there's additional problems like upstream, like you might have a bacterial overgrowth called H. pylori or a parasite or dysbiosis or all three. Um, and we really want to make sure that this level is optimized because what can happen, as Kyleen said, is like your liver will do what's called phase one and phase two of estrogen and toxin detoxification. And then it will basically put it into the bowel to be excreted, right? We poop out. Hopefully we're pooping every day. Um, but what can happen is there's this, this enzyme called beta-glucuronidase, which can basically, I always say, I always think of it like this. Say it's like Christmas and some good Samaritan packaged up this amazing <laughs> thing for you, like, and they put it at your door and it had a ribbon and then your two-year-old kid ran outside and released the ribbon and then it went everywhere. So that's what can happen with estrogen and toxins. Like your liver can be working really well and then it gets to your intestines and if your gut's all funky, it will literally untie the ribbon and untie the package and your estrogen and your toxins go everywhere. Yeah. So why is this a problem? Well, toxins cause literal endotoxemia, like you're creating toxemia inside of your body and tox toxins inside your body, right? And also that leads to more inflammation, can cause estrogen dominance, which can lead to a whole lot of that irritability, anxiety, bloated feeling before you get your period. So if you're one of those women that like has to eat like all of the candy, you're going to like kill your kids and husband and you're like not sleeping because you're so irritable and all these things like five days before your period, listen up. This is what we're talking about. So yeah. it's really important to poop is the uh, long and short of it. Right, Kylie? Yeah. I mean, if you, it's funny because if you, if you have an animal, if you have a pet, like a dog is such a good example of this, you know, by looking at their poop if something's wrong. Mm. Ew. So like, why is it so hard for us to make that um, transition to like thinking about our own health? Like look in the toilet. It tells you so much about your health. Oh, absolutely. And I think one and it's literally the same, by the way, for like dogs, you're like, Oh, she's a little constipated. Like it's a little chunky. Oh, that was a really good one. It's like long and smooth. Like it's the same. <laughs> oh, it's like a normal color today. Oh crap. There's like orange. She ate something weird. You know, like it's the same. It's so crazy. Oh my gosh. You're so right. That's so funny. I always think that I, I always think about that with dogs. You're like, you see someone's dog poop on the side of the road. You're like, Oh, that's like a healthy, <laughs> but you don't think about it. For <laughs> the only ones that think that we're like oh that's a really healthy food there <laughs> yeah oh my gosh okay did we cover kind of like everything that we thought we would for for this other than our kind of special announcement or was there anything else we want to like tips we want to give our listening audience outside of you know there's so many it's, it's hard to just we've done this before where it's like we can't stop talking within an hour it's so hard but um I know it's so tricky you know I know Sophie talks about this um too a lot but you can't just focus on one thing. Mm. Um, and this is why I think it's so important to work with practitioners. And we're not saying this because we're practitioners. We're saying this because we've both experienced it. And yeah, we've, we've been on the other that. side. 
Yeah. And we couldn't have gotten here without guidance. I definitely like I, it, oh gosh, there's so much. And so you have to be reminded to do basic things like drink water and you're like, okay, Kylie, well, I drink a crap ton of water and I'm still constipated. Okay. Well, that's when like all these other levels come in. Like what's your exercise? Like what's your stress level? Like how can we optimize your sleep? What are you eating? Like, is it right for your body? What's your level of inflammation? What's your medical history? And then what are these tests showing like about your genetics or food sensitivities or hormones or gut microbiome or whatever it is. And a lot of times it takes um, focusing on all of these things um, systematically sort of as a whole person. Um, Again, like Sophie said, it's not like do every single step all at the same time and be totally overwhelmed. But addressing all these different areas in your life is really what ultimately allows your body the space it needs to, to do its job, which it's very good at, which is to heal. And it knows how to do it. But we have to tap in and see, like, what are we doing that may or may not be contributing to how we're feeling? And then what is it that we can take control over that we're not seeing, that we're not aware of? And that's where the testing comes in. I think if we look at it um, in that way, in that whole life, whole body way, what can we see? What can we not see? What can we do about it? that's when you see like really, really big steps forward. Yeah. I I really, I really want to echo this. You know, I think I hear this. I'm sure you, you probably get it even more than I do with, with saying that you're a gut health expert and and me saying I'm a menstrual health expert, but I definitely hear often from women like, yeah, I tried some Instagram bloggers, like podcast, um, sorry, (laughs) uh, probiotic recommendations, podcast. What am I talking about? (laughs) Um, I tried some Instagram bloggers, like um, you know, said to, to try this for my gut health and it didn't work. So probiotics just don't work for me. Right. Um, and that's not to like call anybody out. It's just to like echo what Kylie said, that this is like a complex biological system that is happening in our body and many things are affecting it. And if I hadn't gotten the testing, I would still be trying to spend like $35 randomly on probiotics and, you know, all the other things that are downstream effects, like, you know, Advil for my period, you know, like all these things that I don't need any longer because things are in balance, but I needed the guidance and I needed the testing. And we always say test don't guess because you could be doing, first of all, you could be doing more harm than, than is necessary if you're just kind of taking advice randomly based off of symptoms, because symptoms can be so far removed from the actual issue. So mm-hmm. I really do a- agree with Kylene that this is just such a deeper conversation to have with yourself and with a, a practitioner that you trust um, that's going to get you those kinds of root cause answers. So thank you for, thanks for bringing that up. Um, shall we tell them our really special announcement? I'm so excited. Yes, go for it. Awesome. Okay. So as you guys can tell, Kyleen and I are just like, I don't know, we're jamming sisters on this gut hormone connection. We just feel so passionate about it because we've both been through so much and been led astray, I think also along the way. So we really want to help women to not go down that path. So we are actually announcing that we are teaming up and we are offering you ladies an amazing, amazing opportunity to heal your period and your digestive health. We're going to be empowering women to take charge of their period and digestive health so they can stop guessing and feel energized and focused in in their lives again through a group program that we're launching in just um, just a few weeks. And actually when this airs, it'll probably be while we're, while we're launching um, this. So Kylie, do you want to jump in with some of the like benefits um, yeah. or who this might be for? Well, first of all, the benefits are that you get two for one. 
So if you've been listening to Sophie for a while and you've been like, man, I really need to work with her. And then I come on, you're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I want to learn more about poop. Well, guess what? You get both of us at the same time. It's going to be so cool. So exciting. I mean, the, the thing is, we've both realized that in order to heal your hormones, you've got to work on your gut health. And a lot of times with gut health, if you've got a lot of stuff going on in your gut, you probably have things going on with your hormones. And so we both know that, that both are important to address at the same time. And so we know that there are certain approaches and certain testing that just works synergistically so well. Um, but we also know that stress is a, is a major, oh my gosh, and I'm, I keep learning this in my own life, like how mm-hmm. much stress can impact your life, mental, emotional stress, and how you handle stress and all these different things. And so we really wanted to, uh, we vibe so well on like what we believe and how we work with our clients. And so we really wanted to bring something to you guys that is, um, you, you can take action on and that you can see results in. So it's going to be 12 weeks. And um, we are going to run some labs that work very well together to address both gut and hormones at the same time, which is going to be super cool. And I think one of the things I'm most excited about is that you guys have are, are going to get a weekly access to live question and answer sessions with me and Sophie. So like you can tell, like we, we both like to answer very similar questions, but we both have slightly different perspectives. Like Working with Sophie alone would be like so amazing. And I love working with my clients one-on-one. But when you get the two of us on a question and answer session, it's going to be like so much fun. It's going to be so cool. And um, you're going to be able to get so much information, life applicable information, action steps that you can take. You're going to get personalized protocols. So we just kind of reiterated the both of us mm-hmm. how important it is to make this a personalized Um, experience because everybody is so unique. Every single person in this group that chooses to jump in with us and commit to their health and take dramatic action is going to get a very unique personalized protocol based on their test results. And then we're going to be there with you over 12 weeks live to encourage you and support you and answer your questions through the process. So I'm pumped about it. I'm so excited. And I think this is the perfect thing for people who are looking for the exact steps to like conquer the bloated belly, to kiss that medicine cabinet goodbye. I mean, geez, how much money have I spent on Advil over the years with my period? Or just like women who have irregular cycles that want to learn how to predict when their period's going to come and like not have to, you know, run to the bathroom all the time. Like that was another big thing for me was just like my gut health. I was always like having to run to the bathroom after I was eating or like bleeding through my tampon, like all those things. Like we really want to help with those tangible like TMI things that you cannot <laughs> Nothing's TMI with us, you guys. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope we covered that when we talked about poop. Um, but you know, like these are, these are the things that women go through on a, on a daily basis that we see so much. We see people in pain. We see people confused, frustrated, spending so much money on things that aren't helping them. And we want to give you the exact guide that helped us to get to a place where we're not just surviving, but we're thriving. So we're super, super excited about this. We are going to um, have a, I'm going to drop the waitlist link um, into the, the show notes so you guys can get on the waitlist and learn more about this and see if this is something that would be good for you. And hop on a call with Kylie or I to discuss your health and whether or not doing a program like this and getting that 
deep level support from Kylene and I, as well as the specific testing on your actual gut and your actual hormones is exactly what you need. And we believe it is, but we are going to obviously be having to cap this, um, this program because we are going to be giving you guys such specialized support. So if you're interested, click the link, drop your information into, into that sheet and you'll be hearing from one of us so that we can really discuss it and see if it's the right fit for you. And we're so excited, so excited to serve you in this way. Yay. Yeah. I can't wait. So basically if you are a woman that cycles or <laughs> if you're on birth control and your cycle's not, you know, really happening because of that, um, but if you're a woman who's in the cycling age and you've been frustrated with your health for a while, definitely, definitely, definitely check yeah. it out. Great point. Yeah. If you're on birth control, totally cool. You can come learn a whole bunch of stuff um, that will help you um, no matter what. Um, if you're off birth control, awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll have all those conversations with you and make sure it's the greatest fit for you before you enter into anything. So we're just so excited. Kylene, this was so much fun. I mean, we, we get to talk all the time, which is like just so much, so great. And this was really awesome. I feel like we gave people really good tools in this podcast and hopefully empowered you guys. Um, anything else you want to leave everyone with Kylene before we sign off for today? No, I think that's it. Just make sure to check out that wait list. And um, I don't know when this is going to air. Uh, we probably will have a webinar coming up when this airs. Yeah, I think um, so. So if this does trigger your interest a little bit, make sure you hop onto that webinar. Um, and yeah, we can't wait to, to support yeah. you on your health journey. Super excited for that. And yeah, the webinar we're going to do, we're just going to be giving you tons of more valuable information of things that you can be doing to support your gut and your period. So um, definitely want to like take advantage of that and to our knowledge and ask us questions on that webinar. We're super excited to serve you in that way. Kylene, um, if someone is just interested in working on their gut, where can they find you? Um, Instagram at Kylene Terhune FDN. And on Facebook, I have a page called Gut Love with Kyleen. Awesome. And all that is linked into the show notes here. So you guys should be able to access that. No problem. Kyleen, thanks again. It was so much fun to have you on the show today. Thank you, Sophie. Yay. And ladies, this is Sophie Shepard signing off. Um, we were talking with Kyleen Terhun about the gut hormone connection and our very special offer to help you specifically. So make sure you check out that link in the bio. And if you are working on your, um, your menstrual cycle, you can check me out on Instagram at SheTalksHealth. And please feel free to DM me. I'm always open to hearing from you. And if you liked this episode, please feel free to leave us a comment or a like or share it with someone you love so that they can also benefit from this empowering information. Love you guys so much. And I'll see you next week on the She Talks Health podcast. Thank you for joining us this week for She Talks Health. Please join Sophie Shepard again next week for another episode of our show on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.
Sophie Shepard is a functional nutrition practitioner and founder of SHE. Sophie helps busy women all over the world go from menstrual cycle chaos to optimal hormonal alignment so they can live their lives fully without being held back by their bodies. Using the power of functional lab testing combined with life-changing mindset shifts and integrating the entire body's system. If the only thing holding you back is your health, it's time to stop letting hormonal chaos run your world. Book your health discovery call today by going to SheTalksHealth.com. 